Hello, and thank you for joining me on this episode of Totes Pod. I'm your host, Abby Totes, and phew, I have been away for a while. And oh my, I have a lot to share with you. Hope you enjoy this very special update. Oh well, what is this? Totes of props, it's Totes Pod. Totes Pod! Hello, and welcome back to Totes Pod. Oh, how I have missed spending time with you. I cannot even begin to express how much I have missed this. So much has happened, and yet I did not have the energy or the inspiration to complete an episode to share with you. And this has not been fun for me. Creating, writing, sharing, and telling you my stories is one of my most favorite things of all. To not feel capable of telling you my stories, well, it breaks my heart. And luckily, at least for this episode, I am back to share some of what has been going on and really how I am working on myself or how I have been doing my best to not work so insanely hard. It's a lot of learning. Basically, I have had a new job since April 1st of this year, and I am writing this for you on August 28th. I'm actually recording it on August 28th, too. I luckily did produce an episode of Totes Pod on May 27th, the episode entitled At a Loss and Beyond Exhausted. Wow, I really did capture it all right there. Before I got the job I have now, I had another job. It was not the most demanding, and I did not feel as though I mattered. There was something exquisite about how not in demand I was at that former job. I would still get stressed when I had to prepare a bunch of work in advance, like around holidays, but overall, I was not very much in demand. I often felt like it didn't matter that I existed while I worked there, and this ate away at me. I was also treated not so well when I had to be out for my emergency surgery in January. When things went badly with that job while I was trying to recover from my surgery, I knew it was time for me to look for another job in a very serious way. Most phenomenally luckily for me, I came upon my current job almost as though I had sent out a message to the universe. At the time, I had repeated in a recent Totes Pod episode the two words, that my current company says that it longs to bring to people. And I have to say, these two words have meant something to me for a very, very long time. They are two words from a Christmas carol that I have sung all of my life, and nothing really is more sacred for me than the times I have gotten to sing in a church choir during the Christmas Eve service at a church I really connected with. Those are times that I miss dreadfully. Anyway, I want you to know that my current job came, or seemed to come, from me willing it into existence. I had such a profoundly powerful desire to be needed, to matter, and to be appreciated. After all, in case you somehow strangely forgot, I am an actor, you know. I mean, I at least trained through graduate school to become one, and then... Well, I had to shift gears, majorly to survive. All of this brings me here. 
here where I have a job with a boss who is genuinely kind. My boss appreciates me and has told me many times, you know what you're doing. Which I have to say is a strange thing for a boss to say to me. It should not be strange for a boss to say that to me, but yet it is strange. My past experience with many former bosses wasn't always the best. Yet here we have it, a boss who is kind, who I enjoy talking with, and who appreciates me. This is really all so truly unbelievable to me. Even though I have been at this company for almost totally five months now, I am in disbelief that my boss is kind and appreciates me. So I'm taking a little moment here to truly breathe this in. And I want to give it some space to live in my body. Now, having a boss who is kind and appreciative is no small feat for me. It is major. While all of this is completely true, majestic, and magical, and I'd love to think that I manifested it all with my work on myself, and my therapy especially, in journaling, in looking inward, and in working to actually care about and love myself. I mean, I hope some of it came from all of that. But I also yearned for it, like, with such a burning passion that I cannot really begin to explain it. And here it is. And yet, I am exhausted. I am consumed. I am weary. I feel there is so little left of me to give to myself, to you, and it breaks my heart. So there is the phenomenal accomplishment and award of having someone who is my leader and mentor who truly, genuinely cares and is kind, and then there is the depletion. Since I began this job, I have experienced a depletion that is much deeper than I have felt before. In all my years since I worked seven days a week or was in grad school full-time while also being a real estate agent and assistant office manager and sometimes working at a coffee shop or maybe also being a hostess at a restaurant, well, let's say I spent many years, like 15 to 20 years, as the busiest person I knew, working so hard that I consistently resented it, yet I had to keep going. Since I began to take things slower, which was even before the pandemic began, well, let's just say my body actually decided I would start to take things slower, and I often ignored it. Like when I got pneumonia and still worked the whole time, and then shortly thereafter started getting migraines. For many years of my life, I would get sick when I would not be capable of giving myself a break. My body would always stop me. Good work, body. Bad work, my soul. I am a striver. I am persistent. I do not give up. I am a perfectionist. I am driven by passion. I am fiery. Yet there does come a time when fire is put out. It does happen. Over the years, perhaps since I got that pneumonia in 2016, I have felt more and more exhausted depleted, like in a kind of burned-out state that I do not really know how to reverse. It has often felt like there was nothing I could do to replenish. I still do feel this way, and the insatiable need to replenish has reared its head yet again. 
One indicator of this is that I recently had a migraine for two weeks. This has not happened to me in years, yet it happened. I knew that it was a major signal from my body that I had to stop. Sometimes it takes me a while to learn what my body is trying to tell me. This one took a while because I could not very easily interpret what was happening while I was in pain, and especially in pain forcing myself to work. It's not like one can just take two weeks off at the last second because their head is exploding in pain, and looking at a screen is sheer torture. Oh well. So, I did as many healing things as I could throughout the time while I was in pain. I did multiple yoga with Adrian's called Yoga for Migraines, Yoga for Headaches, Yoga for Neck and Shoulder Relief, etc., I used all the essential oils, I used my CBD lotion, I used ice, I used heating pads, I used alternate nostril breathing. I counted my breaths in and out. I tried singing. Singing often heals me from pain. I went on walks to see if getting circulation going in that way would help. Obviously, I have very serious migraine medication. I cannot take any kind of regular medication that normal people take for my head, it will not work. But when a migraine lasts for days, even the best medicine cannot work. It's not great. I tried extremely hot showers, alternating with freezing cold showers, on and on and over and over. I drank peppermint tea. I drank unlimited glasses of water. Seriously, the list goes on forever. I rested as much as possible and canceled basically all of my plans and refused to see anyone. It was a lot. Having the migraine is painful, ob, but it is also exhausting, so I became more and more exhausted. By the time the pain was finally slowing down and I was having less and less head pain, I just wanted to sleep and rest and heal, but I also wanted to go on a walk and go get ice cream, and actually watch TV because, ah, the TV screen is so painful when my head hurts. I began to realize more and more that I had been depriving myself of healing things. First, I started to mend this by trying to get healing experiences without spending money. I listened to my favorite ASMR ladies on YouTube as they did their amazing scalp massages, haircuts, reiki healings and so on but alas while this helped a little my muscles were still insanely tight and painful i do self-massage with my face jaw neck and shoulders as much as i can especially when i'm in pain but i needed my real massage woman who knows what to do about migraines so i went to her halfway through my two weeks of headaches i also went to acupuncture And then when I was better enough, I got a manicure. I was basically like, forget deprivation. I mean, I am not rich. I do not have extra money. But I realized I need to make things where I feel cared for a sincere priority. Now, I feel like a little bit of a fraud. Because I've shared with you in the past that I decided, finally to listen to my body and actually care for it, like in the My Body, My Instrument episode and in the surprising infinite power of my left foot. 
episode. Probably in other episodes too, but the thing is, caring for myself in a genuine and continuous manner is something I've been trying to learn. Well, forever, I suppose. Like putting myself first, which I still feel sounds selfish, even though I have been taught over and over that this is what one is supposed to do to actually be healthy and to be able to genuinely and effectively care for others. I am pretty codependent, and I was taught from a young age to care for others first, think of others first, and the thing about those lessons, while beautiful and while they may seem admirable, is that the implied lesson here is this. Put yourself last. You are not important. Other people are more important than you. The health of others is more important than your health. Other people's needs matter more than yours. And so on and so forth. Also, this is a major reason why I struggle so immensely to learn boundaries. Oh my, there is so much to learn all of the time, and it is exhausting. Basically, I am 38 years old, and I am maybe only beginning to understand that I need to put myself first. And let me tell you, most of the time it feels completely impossible. Like, not even a thing I can consider doing. I am really, really trying, but my automatic way of existing when I am in the presence of anyone else, including animals like my kitties, is to put their needs immediately before my own, most of the time without me even beginning to notice that I am doing it. Also, maybe let's agree how society and culture and the patriarchy have a powerful effect on all of this. I have the sneaking feeling that many of you know where I'm coming from, and maybe know how this feels. Another maybe semi-sad note, I know that if I have kids before I learn to actually care for myself, I will lose myself in them. I will give up my entire identity to serve them. And that would be so insanely unhealthy for everyone involved. If I ever am so lucky to raise a child or be a true mentor to someone, I yearn to be able to genuinely and entirely care for and love myself first. I long to be a person who is whole in and of myself and not defined by any other person. This is so hard. The COVID situation was of no help to me here, or perhaps it shoved all of this in my face in a very rude manner. Either way, it is coming to light now more than ever, and I can no longer deny it or pretend it does not exist. I will not pretend to be okay, and I insist upon continuing my path toward actually, genuinely being my own self. It's gotten very confusing, as the person I was before is so different in many ways than the person I am now. I know, such an infuriating cliché by now, isn't it? But the fact remains, it is true. It is reality, and it is time to become the person I am now. Not the person I was, not the person I dreamed I would become, 
but the actual true me that exists now with my real truth and my real desires and my real limitations, which are insisting on being seen, especially by me. I can find a way to truly have myself there with me when I am in the room with another living being. I can be a person with needs and wants and desires, and my needs do matter. Even saying this right now makes me a bit uncomfortable, yet a part of me is starting to be grateful that I am making the attempt. I am sending this out into the world to you. In case you feel you don't matter or your needs are always secondary or tertiary to everyone else's, well, I am telling you right now that you are wrong. You are worthy of love because you exist. I know it sounds so modern and ridiculous, but knowing we are worthy of love, especially from our own selves, is world-changing. This is a major thing that everyone needs. Actual, genuine love, acceptance, care. And while we are at it, I encourage you to give the deepest, most profound love and care to your inner child. Do it. Do it, my friends. You may have a lot of pain inside of you, but you can begin to heal. Thank you for listening to me and for being here with me. I am forever grateful for you, my dear listener. Right now in my life, my biggest joy is to write and record these stories for you. Thank you for making it possible by spending time here with me. I hope my next episode won't be so so far off this time, but I am not making any promises yet. This has been Totes Pod. I'm your host, Abby Totes. Until next time. It's totes time to go, as always. A heartfelt thank you from Totes Pod.